Welcome to Multifamily Real Estate Investing, presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling. I'm the founder and CEO of Mara Poling. This week, happy to be with you at the beginning of a three-part series we are doing on the importance of NOI. This week, we'll be addressing what NOI is and how you calculate it and how it's related to cash and equity growth. And over the next two weeks, three-part series, we'll be diving even deeper into net operating income. This episode, as well as the next two episodes, are Podcast Plus episodes. And what that means is that in addition to the podcast that you may be listening to, and I say that because you may also be watching the Podcast Plus recording at the Learning Center at marapolling.com. Go to the Learning Center at marapolling.com, find the Multifamily Real Estate Channel, and you'll find a section called Podcast Plus in which we have recordings of our podcast sessions. Now, this particular podcast has a bunch of math in it, as do the next two weeks, and so we wanted to make them Podcast Plus episodes so there would be companion video recordings for people to watch. So whether you're watching the video recording and participating that way, or if you happen to be listening to the podcast, I welcome you and hope that you find this content on NOI valuable. Now, we have talked about NOI on a pretty regular basis. Uh, And you're going to hear me say NOI, net operating income. NOI is what we're talking about. Uh, It is a really important element of understanding how all of commercial real estate operates, but in particular how we operate in the multifamily space. And so we wanted to take a a deeper dive. Uh, We know there are many, many podcast listeners out there who have not had a chance to participate in one of our NOI webinars or one of the other Uh, sessions where we've gone a little deeper. So we wanted to do that. And in order to do that, we had to break it into three pieces. So this is part one of the importance of NOI. So today we're going to talk about what NOI is, how it's calculated. We'll go through some math and the relationship between net operating income and cash and between net operating income and equity growth. And then we've got new topics, all related to NOI, that we're going to hit next week and the week after so that we can get a full understanding of net operating income. All right. The definition that we would suggest you embrace for net operating income is that it's the measure of the profitability of income-generating real estate investments. A way to think about it, if you're maybe more familiar or more comfortable with the stock market model, is EBITDA, earnings before interest, taxes, and depreciation. And that's essentially what NOI is. It's the understanding of how the core asset itself is performing. Before you get into other items that clearly have an impact on what the ultimate return is uh, to an investor, but they don't really have as much to do with the heart of the asset. So things like uh, debt, uh, leverage, uh, additional fees, those uh, sorts of things. Because it's 
that look at the core of the asset, it allows us to do an apples-to-apples -apples comparison, regardless of the size of the asset or what class it is or the market that it's in. So we can look at lots of different assets, and by analyzing their NOI, and for a multifamily property, we look a lot of times at the NOI, the relative NOI, the NOI per, uh, per unit, um, so 100 units, one one-hundredth of the total NOI. And that allows us to understand and compare how the assets are, are performing. And that doesn't have anything to do with market caps or uh, interest rates or anything else at all. It really just helps you understand how the asset is performing. It is the standard in the industry. So if you are already invested in multifamily or are considering making an investment, maybe with us or maybe with another sponsor, and again, we encourage everyone to get some multifamily in their portfolio, then you should be seeing data and reports about NOI or you should be asking about it because it is really the key driver of the performance of an asset. Doesn't mean there aren't other items out there that impact performance like interest rates and debt service and so on. But it's all built on the hub, on the foundation of net operating income. All right, so how do we calculate net operating income? Well, at its simplest level, it's revenue minus operating expenses, and that's it. That's the net operating income. So revenue for us in the multifamily space comes from tenants who pay rent. Now, we don't get rent from empty units, right, because there's no tenant there to pay us, and there's a few other things that fit into that vacancy number. So we take the total rent that we could have, and then there's some rent we don't get because of vacancy. And then we add to that some other income because there are other things that tenants pay us besides rent. They pay application fees. They might pay a late fee if they were late with their rent. Maybe they have a pet, so there's some pet fees that they charge. Maybe they use the on-site laundry facility and we generate some income from that. You add all that up and that's the total amount of income that we're going to receive. And then we subtract from that the operating expenses. And that's exactly what it sounds like. It's the expenses to operate the property. So this would include the salaries for the staff that are on site, the maintenance people and the folks that work in the office and process the leases and help tenants with any issues they might uh, have. It's the paying of bills like the property tax bill and insurance and those sorts of expenses. Uh, it's the, the payment of utilities. Many properties have common utilities that run through the property owner, us, uh, that are then charged back out to tenants. And so we pay those as operating expenses, but we also generate income in that other income area for that. So when you add all that up, you take that income and you subtract the operating expenses, and that equals net operating income. Now, this is where we're going to get into some math. So those of you that are listening to us via the podcast, that's fantastic. We're going to take it slow going through here so that you can follow along. If you have a chance, or for those of you that are already there, watching the video recording of today's podcast, uh, then you've got the math right in front of you. And if any of you would like a copy of the slide deck, shoot me an email, pat at marapoling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com, and I will be happy to get you a copy.
So we're going to use a sample property to walk through here. These are decent numbers. This is not an actual property that I've pulled these numbers out of, but it gives you, I think, a good example, and it made the math a little easier uh, for me and hopefully for you, for those of you that are uh, just listening via the podcast. So we've got a property with 100 units, 100 doors, and the average rent is $1,000 a month. So every month, the total amount of rent that we could collect is $100,000, 100 units, $1,000 a month, $100,000. Now, we don't collect that because there's a certain amount of the units that are vacant. For this example, we're using 10%. So $100,000 less 10%, which would be 10,000, means we actually receive $90,000 of rental income. Now, that vacancy number includes a lot of different things. There's the actual physical vacant units. There are units that are physically occupied, but the tenants are not paying and ultimately won't pay, and we end up having to write some of that income off. And then there's some incentives that we'll use from time to time to encourage tenants to maybe renew or new tenants to, uh, to sign up. All of that's in that vacancy number, and we're going to talk about vacancy uh, throughout the uh, three-part series, just not right at this moment. So $100,000, we subtract $10,000 for vacancy. We've got $90,000 of rental income. Now we add to that the other income, those other fees that we charge for all sorts of different things, and that's $15,000 in our example. So $90,000 plus dollars is $105,000. And that's kind of the way it works. The gross rent number, which in this example is 100000 we usually end up bringing in around that number or a little more. Uh, some properties have higher other incomes, especially the ones that have utilities that run through. If a property doesn't have any utilities that are passed through, if the tenants pay them all directly, that other income number can be quite a bit smaller. Um, but this is a pretty good example of what one would look like. And then we spend, in this example, $55,000 operating the property. So paying those salaries and the property taxes and all those other things. So on a monthly basis, we have $50,000 in net operating income. $100,000 in gross rent, less 10% vacant, gives us $90,000. We had $15,000 in other income, so we got $105,000, and we spent $55,000 operating the property. That leaves us with $50,000 of net operating income. And we're going to just assume that that happens like clockwork every single month. Obviously, that doesn't. But let's just say that does. So on an annual basis, that's $600,000 in net operating income for this particular property. So that's how we calculate it. And one of the reasons I wanted to go through that is uh, next week, we're going to spend some time really digging into how we can drive improvements in net operating income. So obviously, we have to understand how we calculate it in order to be able to do that. Okay, So NOI is exceptionally highly correlated to cash and equity growth. As I said, there are some other factors that affect those items, but they are most impacted by NOI, and in particular, the growth in NOI. So NOI drives cash. Let's talk about cash first. Now, I, I mentioned NOI is the income before things like debt service or fees 
or, or any uh, capital expenditure, interest, taxes, and by taxes I mean like income taxes. Property taxes are operating expenses, so they are included in NOI, uh, but the, uh, in, any income tax that might be due is, is not, okay? So cash flow, right, when we're talking about, okay, well, how do we get to cash, is the NOI and then you net all of those other cash expenses. So things like the mortgage payment and a certain amount of capital expense. I'll talk about that in a minute. And maybe there's some fees that are paid, right? If you're working with someone like me uh, or with us, uh, you'll have some fees that are paid to the folks that are managing that uh, asset. And then that gets you down to that actual cash flow number. And then you can take that cash flow number and look at it relative to the amount of capital that's been invested to understand what the actual return is. Or you may have heard the term cash on cash return. So how much cash is coming out and what am I making on the cash that I put in, right? Cash on cash. So let's take our $50,000 in net operating income. And we're gonna say that we've got $20,000 in debt service. Um, this is not an actual loan. I didn't go uh, size one out. Uh, this is a rough approximation of what a interest-only loan on a roughly $10 million property, which is about the size that this would be, uh, would look like. So $20,000. Again, these are the monthly column that we're in. So $50,000 in NOI, and then we subtract $20,000 in debt service. Okay? That's not... NOI, right? That's not reducing the NOI. This is how we get to cash. Because we might look at another property to compare, and it might be owned free and clear, and there wouldn't be any debt service. So it wouldn't be fair to count the debt service here and not there. That's why we have NOI. But when we're going to get to cash, we have to count the debt service. So we have $20,000 in debt service. And then at this particular property, we have $2,500 in capital expense, which if you're an accountant, might seem like a really odd word because capital isn't an expense item. Capital is capital, and you expense it over time by depreciating it. So what is capital expense? Well, capital expense is the amount that we set aside every month for what you might describe as kind of routine capital items that will come up along the way. So this is not for big projects, right? If we're going to do a big value-add project and we're going to put um, $7,000 per unit in, so on 100 units, that'd be $700,000. Um, that's not this number. This is 2500 bucks every month. We happen to send it off to the lender. The lender hangs on to it. And as we do things like maybe we replace an HVAC unit or something along those lines, then we send that invoice along to the lender and they send us the cash uh, back. It's a way that we keep track of the kind of day-to-day -day capital, quote-unquote, items that are out there. Then there's some fees. And I've got a number in here in our example of $3,500. And uh, that's not the fee we charge, right? Our fees are different on each one of our deals. If you're interested in seeing what our fees are, uh, you can go to marpolling.com and you can uh, download the fund information kit and that'll give you access to the PPM and the other documents that will have those. Or you're welcome to shoot me an email or give me a phone call and I'm happy to chat with you about what our fee structure looks like. But we wanna have a fee item in here, a fee line item, 
because there are fees that are charged when you are investing with a syndicator, right? And this is where they would show up. So I've got as uh, just a placeholder here a number $3,500. So we have $50,000 in net operating income. And then we subtract these. And again, these are the typical items that are going to be subtracted. We subtract debt service, which is 20000 this capital reserve number, the capital expense, $2,500, and then fees, which I've got in here at $3,500. That gives us cash flow, because we, so we've tr subtracted $26,000. That means we have $24,000 left. So $24,000 of actual cash that goes out the door and into the hands of investors. And in the example we're using here, as I said, it's about a $10 million property. So there's about $4 million that's invested in it. $24,000 as a return on $4 million is 0.6%. Now remember, that's a monthly return. When you annualize it, that's 7.2%. So in this example, this property with the NOI that I described is generating a 7.2% annual cash-on-cash cash return. And if we want to improve it, we could try and move debt service, uh, but that could be a little challenging because generally debt is fixed, or if it is floating right now, it's probably not going to be going down. It's only really can go in one direction, and that's up, although Everything's really, really stable right now. The capital expense, that's usually baked into the loan again. And the same with the fees. The fees are usually fixed. Ours are. That's how we structure ours. Or they're, they're set up to be a percentage of uh, the top-line income, which can, can make them essentially fixed. So you can move some of those other items, but not much. The number you can move a lot is net operating income. And that's why NOI is so critical, is it's really key to driving improving cash performance. Now let's talk about equity growth. So when investors buy a multifamily property, when we go out and buy a property, we're not really buying the building. Yes, we are, right? We end up with title to it and we buy the land and all the other stuff that goes with it. But what I'm buying is I'm buying the NOI. I'm buying an ongoing business, an ongoing concern that generates a certain amount of net operating income. And if I was going to sell my property, yes, I'd be selling the building, but I'm selling the NOI. And that NOI is really what people are valuing, right? There's, there's some value that will creep in and out of deals for Maybe someone just replaced a roof or something else. But that all has something to do normally with what the impact will be to NOI over time. So it really is all about NOI when we talk about equity. So in our example, we have $600,000 of annual NOI. And we're going to use a cap rate of 6%. And those of you that don't know what I mean by a cap rate, uh, it's, it's the unlevered rate of return or the way I like to talk about it is it's essentially the price that an investor is willing to pay to buy a dollar of NOI. So we're going to talk about cap rates in some more detail in the coming weeks. So uh, suffice it to say, let's right now, let's just use this 6% cap rate. So $600,000 divided by the cap rate is 
$10 million. So that's our $10 million value. So if we increased NOI by a dollar, just one dollar, we would see $16.67 in incremental value. That's how much an investor is paying for a dollar of incremental NOI. So in our example, let's say that we could increase NOI just 1%. So that's $600,000. 1% of $600,000 is $6,000. If we take $6,000 and we divide it by the 6% cap rate, that's $100,000. So if we can increase NOI, and this is the annual NOI number, not the monthly. If we can increase the annual NOI number by just $6,000, we have increased the value of the property when we go to sell it by $100,000. And $100,000 divided by 4 million, that's the number we're using for the invested capital, is 2.5%. So in our example, a 1% increase in NOI can deliver a 2.5% increase in equity. That's a lot of leverage, not, and I don't mean debt kind of leverage, but leverage in terms of a lot of power, a lot of strength, a lot of torque in that NOI number. That when I move NOI, I can see a really significant increase in the equity of the asset. And those two items together are one of the reasons that value-add is such a positive strategy. And we are going to talk about value-add, just not right now. So um, a quick look, just a quick look at cap rate. And again, we're going to talk about this more later. later. So like I said, investors buy net operating income. So that price for a dollar of NOI is essentially the, the cap rate. It's an inversion of it, but essentially think of it as meaning the same thing. Uh, when the price of a dollar of NOI goes, uh, goes up as cap rates go down. So like I said, they're inverted from each other. So I put a little chart together here, just very simply. So an eight cap, someone's paying $12.5 for a dollar of NOI. At a seven cap, it's $14.29. At a six cap, which is the example we're using, it's $16.67. And at a five cap, it's $20. So you can see a really significant increase as we get lower and lower and lower uh, from each of those. So much that if we look at our $600,000 in net operating income at an eight cap, our building's only worth seven and a half million, but at the six cap that we used in our example, that's 10 million. And if it was a five cap, it would be worth $12 million. So that's a huge swing because of cap rates. Now, I can tell you right now, cap rates are not swinging and don't swing between 5% and 8%. That's not a regular event. Cap rates are and have been and are forecasted to remain pretty flat. Uh, but we are going to talk more about cap rates uh, in the coming weeks, but I just wanted to throw that in there for anyone that had a question about cap rates. So next week, we're going to talk about optimizing returns, how we grow NOI, and in particular, how that affects rents and the revenue that comes in, and how vacancy uh, plays a significant role in all of this. Okay? The week after that, we're going to talk about adjusted net operating income, which uh, when we're in the acquisition process and when we're in the exit process is a real number. We're going to talk about non-NOI items. 
We will talk a little more about cap rates, and then we're going to talk about what's beyond NOI, what's on the other side of it. So if you want to learn more, please go to the multifamily real estate channel at the Learning Center at marapolling.com, and you can watch this session and go through the math. You can email me to get a copy of the slide deck. Uh, slide deck. Email me with any questions you have, pat at marapolling.com. M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. And you can also, when you go to marapolling.com, you can schedule a call if you'd like. I'd be more than happy to chat with you. So thanks for joining us, and please join us next week for part two of the importance of NOI on multifamily real estate investing presented by Mara Polling. <music>